early. Yeah. Yo, what it do, folks? We are back. 70. Another episode of Early Man, number 75. Yeah, 75. You had it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, what's that? Three quarters? We almost did it. I think that's man. what they call the silver anniversary or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man. Little milestones. Yeah. You know, you gotta, yeah. you know, you gotta pat yourself on the back from time to time. Keep big it going facts. though. You know, yeah, we, we, we definitely be working, you know. Big facts, big facts. Get um, that cake ready for us. Yeah, man. <laughs> 25 episodes to prep that for that. Celebration joy. But um, it's crazy because like I feel like we're making that 100 so much of a milestone that like once we hit that, it's like, where do we go? <laughs> like, we right, go to 101 right, and then right. we all right, 200 100%. or a thousand. But you know, but. Like, like, you know, me and you, like, we always keep talking. It's like, you know, shit, bro. The more that this platform grows, it's like we can shed more light on that, you know, the things yeah. that we're interested on and also share that platform for a lot of individuals that, you know, we, we are fond of or whatever it is they got going on. So it's just going to be. All the more that much better. Yeah. 25, 25. Yeah. We get like, the latest is the greatest. Yeah. So, <laughs> Every joint gets better. Yeah, that's man. for sure. That's for sure. Um, we got a special, we got a special guest. Today, guest. Yeah, man. We Ooh. got a special guest in the house today. Not in the house, but virtually with us today. Right. It's going to be tapping in in a second. Before we do that, you already know what I'm going to ask y'all to do, man. Tap, tap. Tap the subscribe tap, tap. button if you're here. You know what I'm saying? Bottom. Help us get to that first stat. Yeah. We got a 100 episode little, milestone, a 1,000 subscriber milestone. You got a little banner you can make going across the uh, screen. Yeah, Danielle you know? just had it going yeah. down oh, the bottom. Okay, so yeah, you, you, too, yeah, you, hey, you don't be reading hey, the joint hey, at the bottom, hey, but like Danielle she had said, it. Yeah, big facts. <laughs> so pay right, attention. Yeah. Um, but yes, man, subscribe to the channel. Early the morning show. We've had a few fire episodes um with some fire guests and we just got more lined up for y'all man starting sure. with today we got big mar on here lamar wilson um the black bitcoin billionaire you know what i'm saying nice. the creator of that uh whole movement he's about to come on um in just a second but yeah before we do that man subscribe you know what i'm saying while you're here subscribe uh follow brook um what's your joint brook.eth right b-r-u-k-e yeah. dot eth on yeah. the ig and Brooke Vasile on the Twitter. You yeah, and then follow itsnation.com. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and bring on without Lamar, further, without man. Further without ado. further ado, let's get him on here. Hey, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Yo, what's Big going Mar, on, man? Welcome living? to the show. Hey, man, I'm living good, man. Hey, hey. like I always say, I'm breathing. The alternative is dead. That part. Yeah. You know hey, hey, you could you could tell my man Ma do the stream, y'all. He got the good connection, good yeah, party, good the light, 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 good yeah, microphone. Man. Yeah, I do this. this is not bro. his first time. Yeah. He said, I got a couple more after this. Hey man, uh let us know what you've been up to, man. Like I we know that you've got a lot going on lately. Um, you just uh did the uh invest fest, I believe. So let us know yeah. like what's what's been going on with you and just where your where your head's at right now. Yeah, man, listen, InvestFest ain't until next month. It's August the 5th, oh, okay, August okay, 7th. Okay. Nah, it's cool. And then uh, August the 11th and 12th, I'll be at the Rucker. Um, it's going to be the Talk Bitcoin. about that a little bit. What, what you got going on in the Rucker? Because I know, and we definitely going to get into the Bitcoin Academy and all that. But, like, so I know you got some dealings in New York. So what's what, what's got going on in Rucker? Man, listen, man, I'm blessed, bro. Like, real talk, man. People, I'm, I'm very humble to have people feel like that I am... A subject matter expert enough to invite me to stuff. You dig what I'm saying? That's real. That's real. So yeah. So shout out to Invest Fest, Earn Your Leisure. But at the Rucker, man, my man Self, he puts on the Bitcoin Classic, which is basically like the basketball. I don't know if you ever heard of the basketball tournament where they give like a million dollars to the top team. 
Okay. You ever seen that like, nah, on, nah, ES, nah, nah. like on ESPN or whatever? Oh, okay. Like on some annual shit. Like, yeah, do like yeah, on, yeah. Okay. The, well, yeah, the, sure, yeah. Sure. yeah. So then, um, so he, he started the Bitcoin classic last year in Miami where he was giving away Bitcoin to the top team. You know what I'm saying? So he got that going again. He's going to, of course, the Mecca of basketball, the Rucker Park, the Mecca of street basketball, Rucker Park, mm-hmm. which is uh, in Harlem. And uh, he's gonna have eight teams there battling it out, and they always are like very high quality competition because the bag's so big, right? So you get right. all of these people that come out from college that play semi-pro or play pro overseas and all that kind of stuff. So the level of competition is big, man. I love basketball. Shout out to Self, man, for even putting that together. I uh, hope everybody comes out, oh, supports. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Comes out, and supports, and he's gonna, of course, get me to sit down and 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 lay out a little bit about Bitcoin to the folks that are there, man. Just keep spreading oh, yeah, Bitcoin man. to the community. You know how it goes. Hey, you 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 playing center? You playing center? You checking? <laughs> out? Hey, bro, I'm, I'm the point, that. baby. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey. I'm hitting with the EI, <laughs> hitting with the EE. You know what I'm saying? Like watch out. Uh, there's a clip I saw. Of Shaq bringing the ball down the court looking so like hey, yeah. nimble. Uh-huh. Hey, <laughs> like, hey, you already see it in the shoulders. You already see it in the shoulders. What are you talking yeah. about, man? Yeah, oh, man. That's very fire, bro. That's very fire. So you said, man, you're you're blessed to be in this position where you're looked at as kind of like a subject expert. But yeah. I mean, Probably I feel like that's I feel like that's well deserved, man. I feel like you've been you've been um in the space for a long time, but I, I, I do want to know, how did you find yourself uh, becoming that guy, that person, that, Bitcoin, that Bitcoin enthusiast, especially in the black community? And, and even the, even the, like, even to give it a little bit more preface, because I'm like, yo, I know you've seen the sentiments change year to year, no and fact, you've been yeah. in it so much so that you can even see a change from decade to decade right. so really just talk because i i know it must be a trip for you like sometimes but like, yo i'm telling you y'all were not on this train with me i was was trying Bro. so yeah talk about that this whole process so i'm, a, I'm gonna give you all a story because I, I don't do it a whole lot on on podcast but i definitely gotta do it for the early show man hey, dang, you know what i'm saying Shout out to uh, Grandma Cafe. Hey, shout, shout out, Cafe. Shout out to, yeah, shout out to Crypto Breakfast Club, man. On the Twitter, like, yeah. last Hell couple yeah. Of Hell yeah. yeah, so look, man. So, um, so basically, I had taught my so the long story is I had taught myself how to program back in like 2007, right? And I built a little company or whatever doing that. And, and then you, for, for, to get a job, or was did, did you fuck with oh, coding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, was that your passion? You just like, no, this is where the money at. Here's what the, listen, I always been a hustler my whole life. People say entrepreneur, I say hustler. So right. me, I found a cat that uh, escaped. Like I used to own, uh, man, it's a long, crazy story, man. Like I hey, used to, hey, you got nothing but time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so look, okay, look, let, let's go all the way back there, all right? So uh Lamar Wilson, let me do it that way. Lamar yeah, Wilson, yeah, man. You know love a good origin. Let him know yeah. he's from Louisville. Yeah, no, nah, it ain't he from Louisville, man. I'm from Lex, man. Le- Lexington, Lex- yeah, Lex- Lexington, Kentucky, man. The, the real city in the in Kentucky. <laughs> um, nah, but I'm from Lextown, man, and uh I grew up here, you know what I'm saying? Grew up in Lex, born in Lex, raised in Lex, been in Lex. I ain't moved, you know what I'm saying, I ain't going nowhere. But anyway, so uh, fast forward, go to college, dropped out of, I mean, not even dropped out, had a whole semester full of ease. If anybody don't know, E is an F in college, yep. had a whole oh, semester yeah. full of ease because I decided I wanted to play a video game called Ocarina of Time, which is Zelda. Like I was, I was on that. Yeah. I wasn't going Zelda, to class. Yeah. I'm just in class. Like, 
I mean, I'm just in the in the dorm playing the game. Yeah, bro. Like, and people's like Lamar, because in my man, I was like, listen, you know what I'm saying? If I uh, if I don't go to school, if I don't go to school, I can go and get withdrawals. So I was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, I might miss this semester, but I'm just gonna get W's, and then I can retake yeah. it next semester. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Guess what? So I go to the admin uh, admin office, <laughs> and they and I say, "Hey man, I want I want to put in some W's. You know what I'm saying? I want to get some W's." And the admin office, <laughs> the admin, yeah, I was like, "No, nah, it was like that was yesterday. The deadline was yesterday." Yeah, because I, I didn't go to no class or nothing. I'm in the room making listen, I'm making beats, we was making mixtapes, playing video games, <laughs> everything like, but school. Yeah, exactly. Everything but school, man. And the, and the crazy thing is I had a full academic ride, man. I, I ain't gonna lie, I screwed that away. Damn. Like real talk, man. Just on some, just on some like, and I used to tell people, like, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur, man. I don't need this anyway in the long run. Like, I used to be on right. that, on that kind right. of time. Well, fast forward, you know what I'm saying? I found a wonderful woman. She was my best friend. Wind up, she wound up getting pregnant. We wasn't, you know, wasn't really married, nothing like that. But then I wind up going ahead and marrying her. And uh, I basically got on this path of just trying to, like, figure out how I'm going to turn all of this hustle that I've had my whole life selling water, candy, and all of that into, like, right. an actual hustle. So um, what it was crazy. So when I was in school, <clears throat> I wind up working at this ice cream store. Uh, called Coldstone Creamery because my cousin he was the okay. manager. Coldstone, yeah. hey, oh, Coldstone. Coldstone. I, put in, yeah. I put in a good two days. And then I say, you know what? Uh, you worked at Coldstone. You worked at Coldstone. I don't need this. I don't, I don't need need have to make money. I don't need the sweet cream. The sweet cream. Hey, hey, that's, that's what's up, man. That's funny. Hey, small world. So I was working there because my cousin was like, man, you got the personality for it. But really, my cousin was just trying to get up out of there. In the midday, so we didn't have to do nothing, you know what I'm saying? Because he'll get he bring me in in the midday, so I was in there cleaning floor seats and all that. You, said you got your personality, keep, keep, yeah. keep the bridge intact, keep the bridge intact. I'm gonna yeah. spin the clock, so Lamar needs you to fill in real quick, hold yeah, you got it the down. Personality for yeah. ice cream, I'm yeah, really nah, for real talk. So, but it really was like I said, he really because look, as soon as I show up, his girl will come pick him up and they be off. So, really, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I was a substitute, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was cleaning floor sinks, doing all of that kind of stuff, six bucks an hour. And uh, I remember working in there, man, and, and I started reading them because, you know, I was in the midday, so when not many people coming through. So I was in there reading the manuals and stuff for the franchise. And I was like, man, that'd be dope if I could own this bad boy one day. So I started reading through it, get, getting to it, but I was in school at the same time. And when I graduated, I graduated with honors with a finance degree. But at the same time, when I was trying to get jobs in, like, banking and stuff, the, the ice cream people was like, man, we would love for you to manage our stores. So I had to make mm -hmm. a decision. Am I going to go follow my degree, go the traditional path, and then or I'm going to manage the stores? And the only reason why I was able to manage the stores is because my cousin got fired. So my family mm -hmm. looking at me like, why are you working for this company that then fired your cousin? You know what I'm saying? They giving me oh, crap on their side. It was a loyalty. Yeah. In my man, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? In my man, I'm like, look, man. The whole that whole situation over there ain't got nothing to do with me because I'm trying to own this bad boy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm like, you know, looking into it, looking into it like, okay, I can either feel like an owner because the owners who own the actual store they weren't even in my town. So if I if I actually manage the stores, it's almost like I'm an owner. I get to learn on day dollar, or right. I could go work in this bank management, try to move up. Like all of my interviews were with all vice presidents every time I went. You know what I'm saying? So, like, but when I went to, like, it was at the time, it was called Bank One. I think Chase wound up buying them or whatever. Like, I'm going in there trying to 
like get an interview with them. So we going back and forth. I'm going to these interviews, right. taking these things. And I wind up just decide, you know what? I'm just going to hold on to this, man. Like, I'm just going to like try to do the, the ice cream thing. So I'm right. going to feed through this part. So I'm just trying to show you how I got there. So <laughs> one of my first businesses, uh, and and, I, and I'll say this real quick. So mm-hmm. um, when I had the ice cream stores, before I even got to the point where I was managing, I was making six bucks an hour, but I knew I really wanted to get like a duplex. So right. everybody would have told me like, you making six bucks an hour, it ain't no point of you even going to look. But I went to a mortgage lender to find out what I could get. Right mm-hmm. when she okay. told me what I could get, I was like, "All right, well, maybe I'm a." And did you have like, good habits with spending money? Did, like, like, yeah. like you call something? No, I'm frugal. Like, I got yeah. it added up. I might not. Think I, I don't, nah, I'm good. Like, I could. Bro, I'm always off it. I ain't never been on the materialistic right. type. I can't say I ain't right. never. When I was in high school, <laughs> when I was in high school, boy, I was. Hey, yeah, I was. Time. I was right. Tim. Tim down. Yeah, Tim Doubt, straight up polo, everything all the time. You know what I'm saying? But I start once you got once I got married and stuff, man. I was really like tight. I tightened up. Right. But what it was was I took that whole experience of me checking to see about the thing. I never thought that I couldn't get something, so I went in and checked, and it was like you get a thirty-eight thousand dollars. I can't probably find no duplex for, but I'm gonna go look. So I learned how to go downtown, start looking at the county clerks, looking up properties that I was interested in, find out who the owner was. I learned all of that stuff. Then I wound up becoming the manager. So now I'm making more and they tell me I can get like a 70 something thousand dollar loan. Of course, I can mm-hmm. probably find a duplex in that range because that was my whole thing. My mentor had told me go buy a duplex. So I, I go and find a duplex, wind up living on one side, rent the other side out. And at the same time, I'm running the ice cream store. So now I'm on my hustle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm on my grind. Starting to so pick I, up. Yeah. So then I, I wind up uh, running those two stores and then they wind up putting me over two more stores in Louisville. So I'm running four stores and then they changed okay. my title to president. Right. Oh man. You know what I'm saying first I was oh, director of operation, then they changed it. Prezi. Right. And <laughs> I ain't not, like listen. That's crazy. <laughs> no, no, of a coast on franchise, right? Because oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, they, they, not, I know that it wasn't the whole coast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Coast yeah. is still a big deal. It's probably the most popular ice cream spot in any city. Yeah, and I wasn't even number 24, bro. Now think about this. Yeah. Wow. So I'm making good salary. I'm running these stores. I got 60 employees under me at 24. I got my duplex popping. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing all of these different things, just trying to build up like my entrepreneurial skills to get right. from just being a hustler to being more of like this business dude that understands how deals are put together and all of that. Right. So right. then when I turned like I was I was 24, almost barely 25. And this this dude who was who's like one of the richest people in my city, he came in to be like a celebrity scooper. You know, they'd be bringing in celebrity people to come scoop for charity, that kind of thing. And okay. and, it, and he tapped me on my shoulder in the back room, like before he went out and scooped. He was like, do you own this place? And I was like, nah, he's like, you should. And that just planted that seed. Cause I was like, I had already said I won't own it at some point, but now when he said it to me, I was like, well, shoot, maybe I can. So I was like, listen, you going to be my mentor. You know what I'm saying? Right. I use that opportunity. Now this dude, owned, this dude owned the most Applebee's in the whole country. Like he was the He's biggest wild. franchisee He's of wild. Applebee's. You know what I'm saying? So I, I hollered at him. He became my mentor. And then from that point, I started learning what I need to do to put the things together. So I asked the owners, I was like, hey, man, do y'all think it'd be possible if I could own the two Lexington stores? Because that's where I'm from. I would love to own the store. So by the time I was 25, I wind up owning two Cold Stones. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the crazy thing is, and the reason why I talk to people about like just believing in yourself, because truthfully, I didn't have the assets, though. I don't come from much. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't have no rich uncles. I don't have none of that. 
So I wasn't supposed to be able to actually get into Cold Stone like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I wasn't even, I wasn't even supposed to be able to get it. But the owners, they sent me an email that they had sent to Cold Stone, like Lamar is interested in buying it, da, da 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 And the email said, well, we don't know if we'll be able to do it, but if Lamar can get the money, we'll let him get the franchise. You feel mm, me? Tough, tough. So that, that gave me a goal. So then I just – I, I did everything I could to figure out. I had some bread saved. I did some seller financing. I went to the SBA. Like, I did everything I could to figure out how to go and get these cold stone creameries. You know what I'm saying? And that was just like Man. a crazy powerful thing because I didn't think, number one, I didn't think I was going to be able to get it there early. And number two, like, my parents and everybody, they was kind of more like, ah, I thought you was going to be a banker. You got great grades now. You, yeah, you turned right, yourself right. around from, from basically dropping out for a semester. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you, you did all of this, and now you're going to an ice cream store? It's like, but then when I owned them, what happened? Yeah. Oh, my baby yeah, owned the ice yeah, cream store. Say, like, that's, that's a Because like, the way that they're looking at it is like, uh, yeah, you're just working in the ice cream store, but it's like, nah, like you own the ice cream store and also too just hearing that story bro that's a real ass like started from the bottom type like you literally you was in there six dollars an hour scooping the ice cream next thing you know you're owning the spot that makes that's crazy bro. and that's the time so span that that happens in is that's not regular that's yeah. that's like you had to probably show a different type of ground like this boy yeah, motivated on some other shit, like yeah. he, right. internally, like he is it's something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where so the, I'm, where did the programming come in, though? Where did, yeah. So where I, that's what I'm getting there. That's why I said it's a long. I told you it's a long story. It's a long story. And we in 08, right? We in yeah, 08. Yeah, right no, it's, no, 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 no. We 05. This is 05. 05. Yes, 05. This is 05. 05. So 05. I get the cold stones, and here's the thing. So there's a dude that works for me. He's a black skateboarder, right? Now me. I only seen skateboarder. We just like ride them down the hill. Wasn't nobody doing no tricks or nothing. Like I wasn't, I didn't understand the whole Tony Hawk or not even that, the street skating stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like Rob Dirty, uh, Chris Cole, them kind of cats. Yeah, yeah. But he used Robin to be, King. yeah, he, and uh, you know what I'm saying? Terry Kennedy, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but look, yeah, he Sam, used man, to, he was in it. Yes, yeah, yeah, Stevie, Terry Kennedy, you know what I'm saying? Stevie, all of them. So, so the thing is, is that he used to come to our store because he was working for me. And these kids would come from the skate park and be like, where's Lee Hayes? Where's Lee Hayes? And I was like, Lee, why are these kids out here looking for you? You just in the back. Like, what are all these kids? So he was like, man, I kind of skate a little bit. I was like, all right, well, you know, y'all look. I'm a Brooke, celebrity. Yeah, Brooke knows me, so he know I'm gonna be like, well, come on out here and skate then. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I told him, I was like, come on outside. So he came outside. And got <laughs> and got his board, and he was doing tricks right there. And I was like, "Man, this is dope!" And the kids like, "Ah!" Oh. Like it was like he, he was literally like a celebrity, man. So all these little kids like, "Oh my god!" So I'm looking at it like, "Man, I'm gonna go to the skate park." I said, "When you get off, man, I'm gonna roll up or with you to the skate park." Right. So I go up to the skate park and start noticing all these kids skating. And I'm like, "Bro!" And I asked him, I said, "How much that debt cost, man?" He said, "This costs a hundred. This costs." And I was like, "Oh, there's money in that." So I go home, I look up how much it costs to get a blank skateboard, it's like $8. They ban them for 60 for the day, yeah. right? So I'm like, yeah. 8 60 again, hustler goes into, into mentality. Right. So right. I go, all right, let me go get these blanks. So I made, I bought some blanks offline, spray painted designs on them, took them back and said, hey, we got a skateboard company called Rad City. 
the dude leaves like, oh, that's what's up. He said, people always say they're going to make a skateboard company and don't do it. You did it in a couple of days. I'm like, for right, real. Yeah, right. yeah. So I give him the skateboard. He's skating them. The kids start liking them. I take them over to the skate park, sell them on consignment. I mean, to the skate shop, sell them on consignment. So now I got my skateboards in one shop. You know what I'm saying? Then we start doing like a little tool. We doing all that. You know what I'm saying? We, we now it's a business. Now I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, give you, right. I'm gonna give you half. Me, me, you gonna go 50 50. And he know he's gonna start a business. I'm like, me, yeah. you gonna go 50 50. Let's do it. I'm gonna get this out there. So we just riding around to the point where I got that thing so big. I did two red, I was the commentator at two Red Bull competitions. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Hey so, yo, that's crazy. So so it was yeah, it was real crazy because think about it. I just learned they literally used to have me in the skate shop teaching me the little kids. They's like that's right. a tray, they said that's a tray flip right there, that's a nose grind, that's a nolly. You know what I'm saying? They going through yeah, all of this yeah, trying yeah, to teach yeah. me how to move. Time at for real. Right. right. So I can so I can talk, but I'm in there studying. Like I'm in there, yeah. you know what I'm saying, studying. So I got that to that point. We wound up being in all the um stores in our state, like every skate park, I mean every skate shop in our state had our decks in it. So I felt good about that, but then we was like, we're gonna we're gonna expand this, we're gonna go on a tour and do this all over the country, at least on this side of the country. So we right, put man. the tour together, but at the same time, I knew I needed a website. I want to make like a social media website for skateboarders. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I'll go to this company, they said they was gonna do it for me. They had a deal like we'll do the website, you do the business part, and we'll split the profits. And I'm like, right. all right, that sounds like a bet to me. These dudes strung me out for an entire year. I done planned all of this stuff, got the tour together. My wife set the tour up where we headed to all of that. Whole year, they strung me out. So Man. we get to the point where it's like a month before I got to go on tour. I'm talking to them like, y'all go get my site up because I thought they was doing something. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that much. Right. Yeah, I thought yeah, they yeah. Doing something. was doing shit. Yeah, they weren't doing nothing, bro. So I get they they come in with the partnership agreement. Like, this is how we're going to do the partnership and break it down. I get it. Look at it. They act like I ain't got lawyers. So I take it to my lawyers. Lawyers look at it and say, okay, here's some changes. It happens all the time in contracts, right? Yeah, yeah. So I bring it back and say, here are a few things that need to be changed. They say, oh, no deal. If you're going to try to change the contract, no deal. Oh, <laughs> man. They was like non-negotiable. Yeah, like what? not even non-negotiable. It's like, I'm going to draft the contract. Right. It's what yeah, it is. Like, you got to take what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so, bro, this is what I did. I, I felt like I want to flip the table on them. Yeah, just, you know what I'm saying? But I just looked at them. I said, all right, if that's how it is, it's business. Shook their hand, walked out, and got me a HTML for dummies book. You know what I'm saying? Word. And that's when it started. Oh, like, yeah. Shit. I feel that like a lot of great things happen in that way. It's like you try to get something done. Somebody, like, throws you for a loop, and then it's like, all right, am I going to trust somebody else, or am I just going to learn how to do this myself? Like, well, literally, right. that's how I got into video and podcasting no, and all that right. type of stuff. Or better yet, it's like, wait, is somebody trying to close a door? Why am I acting like I can't take the yeah, toolbox exactly. and make my own yeah, yeah. door? Or open I the can... window or whatever know, the You know what? Yeah. Thank you. Because right. now I realize you forced me to learn need to do that. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's what... I remember the, the first name of my company was going to be Ananga Tech because the dude who company it was, he went to Georgia Tech. And when I asked him, I said, look, man, I know you ain't trying to do the deal. Just shoot me over the stuff that y'all have already done. He was like, you're not going to be able to do anything with that. He said, I said, why, why are you saying that? He said, because you're not. I was like, I was like, why are you saying that? He said, you went to UK. I right. went to Georgia Tech. So my whole company name was a non-Georgia Tech, right? Like it was a non-Georgia Tech. Tech. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A non-Georgia Tech. Yeah. So I wind up, he didn't give me nothing. We just started, I started just building and learning, man. I literally sat in my living room for a month. For that whole month, 
trying to figure out how to code in PHP, do HTML. And I built, by the time that month was over, I had built my own social media website, logins, like pictures, everything, like a small little Facebook for skateboarding in a month, in 30 days. Went on that site, straight code. Straight code, bro. We learn how to host, learn how to do. I learned how to do all of it within a month. And the crazy part is, we went on tour. You know what I'm saying? We went on tour. Let me cut that off, man. <laughs> Probably be looking down the whole time. Um, so we went on tour, man. And um, and while I was on tour, see, I didn't tell y'all like during the same time, my main ice cream store, the the um theater that was by the main ice cream store, moved. And that was oh, our yeah, that was our main drawing up so, main source of profit. And so I had been doing everything I could to keep that going as well. And while we was on tour, my wife called and was like, baby, we might not be able to make payroll. And I'm like, I'm not about to go in debt for and now there's a the movie theater move and there's another ice cream store across from it. I was like, baby, just close it up. So while I'm on oh. tour, I had to close my other business, right? Oh. Yeah, so I, I'm on tour, we finished the tour out. You know what I'm saying? Had a great experience on that. Kept pushing the skateboards when I got back. But really, I had to close the stores down. And what the thing is, is that because I didn't have a whole lot, everything I had was tied to them stores. My house, mm-hmm. my car, mm-hmm. my, like, you feel what I'm saying? You were the real yeah. hassle at the time. Like, you, nah, you making but, the right place. But damn, this shit, this was yeah. unforeseen real yeah. quick. Bow! Punch right, right to the face. So... I wind up losing the stores and losing my my first duplex. Man, I still have my crib, but I wind up losing my duplex too and my car. You know what I'm saying? So I lost everything. And I always and so the crazy thing is, is that me learning how to program though. This is why I always try to explain to people: it's like you be having a path, but if you just keep pushing, like you'll find out your path was really something else. You was just picking up skills along the way. Yeah, you was picking up things yeah. for your. You was picking up things for your real path. So mm-hmm. I get. So I so when I lose my cold so I lose every I lose everything I have like and of course I'm depressed because I didn't listen it took me forever to get there all that hard work like all of that I'm depressed I'm waking up every day crying in my cereal you know what I'm saying my daughter I had to watch her at the time like cornflakes salty as heck you know what I mean so my daughter literally literally crying in the cereal literally crying my cereal thing to see but not not yeah. But my daughter, the thing is, my daughter used to sit across from me every morning because I had to keep her. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't, when I had to lose it and we had to do all, it was a lot to close it down. My daughter used to come and when I would cry, I ain't even put in a booster seat or nothing. She would get down out of her chair, walk over, grab, get on my chair, sit on my lap, man, and kiss me, right? And give me a hug. Like she could feel it. She ain't number two years old. You feel me? She could kind of feel like Pops is. In that mode, so I always call her like my little angel. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it always gets me worked up a little bit. You know what I mean? But right. she did that, and it was like from that point, <clears throat> from that point forward, I was like, you know what? Because at first, I ain't gonna lie, man, I went off myself. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I was oh, that man. depressed, bro. I was like, dog, I don't lost everything. Everything I done built. Like how am I gonna get it back? And then I realized the most important stuff was like my daughter, my wife, my right. other two sons. Right. You feel me? That was the big thing, and I didn't even realize the gym that I had by me teaching myself to code, which came from the fact that I met a dude at an ice cream store. Mm, you right. feel what I'm saying? Right. How it because, just opened the door. Yeah, because what happened is Facebook, MySpace, right? Them two had apps. I started building apps for them, and I said my first goal was I just want to make enough money to pay for my internet, which was 60 right. bucks a month. So I want to make $2 a day. So I started making like $0.02 cent a day. And I was like, oh, this is right. good. 
right, this is right, false in the right. day. By the time I got to about a month or so into me really building those apps, I was making seven thousand dollars a month. Man. Right? Man, yeah. So Changed I'm up real quick. Change it up. Change it up. But that's what I'm saying. But there was some space in between there, right? When I started learning and all of that. But once I finally yeah. figured out how to build them apps, I just couldn't stop. I just kept building apps, and they was the worst things ever. They just had ads all around. It was all the ones you hate. Right. Like you just had right. an app in the middle right. and then ads all the way around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's but that's literally like how I learned how to program is that it was out of pure necessity. Like I had to program because that was the only way I was gonna eat. But that kind of lifestyle allowed me to stay with my kids. Matter of fact, everybody was dropping their kids off over my cousins, other people in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? One of one of the little cats I was I used to keep, he done got shot. You know what I'm saying? He got killed last year. Mm -hmm. So it's like all that stuff full circle. Like they used to bring the kids over to, to my crib. Like I used to keep them, work with them and all that because I had programming and it was residual income coming in just from ad money. And that mm -hmm. stuff taught me. So now take that skill. I built couple companies, me and my partner, uh, Leif, what's up? Shout out to Leif. We used to build like apps for commercial companies. Like we build apps for law firms. We build apps for like, so, for, like construction companies and all that kind of stuff. Just using the skills we had. Matter of fact, I think our um, cities, like city bus uh, website is still ours. Like we the ones that built that, you know what I'm saying? So many years ago, I think they still using that. You know what I'm saying? We won that bid. And the funny thing is, guess who we won the bid against? Who? Oh. The company that screwed me over, the uh, Georgia Tech joint, the to bro, hey, the Georgia yo. Tech folks. The last, look, the last, the last. It was, it was two of us. It was three of us. Two of the last one was me and them and another company. So we sitting in there as the last finalist to get the uh -huh. bid for the for the city city bus uh, website, right? So they all coming in, they present. We come in after them present. The other people come in present. When it was all said and done, we beat them dudes. This is the same okay. dude that told me I wasn't gonna do nothing. Yeah, he's like, you don't know how to do this. You don't right. know, you don't know what to do with this. Right, <laughs> right. That's crazy. Right. That's what yeah, that's movie. that's that's real deal. I'm sitting there looking at them across the table, like, look, you didn't know you created a competitor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> created like, a monster, like, bro. a monster, bro. A week. Real but, yo, talk. I want to interject right here because yeah. um, something that's really always interesting to me is when people hit those <laughs> really really low moments in life. You know what I mean? Because there's really one or two ways you can go you can use that to fuel you to you know what i'm saying do something great or you can just let it wow. uh, consume you and nice. you can you know some people do end up offering themselves you know what i'm saying and yeah. i just want to know from your perspective um did you know you were like depressed in it because i i know like when i've felt um like when i've dealt with like bouts of depression i don't, I don't really know i'm in it until i look back on that period of life you know what i'm saying did you know you were in it and how did you begin to dig yourself out of that bro listen i tell you this to everybody man like the best thing to do when you're depressed is to give to others i put that on right. everything because the last what thing you, you think to do too exactly because you're so worried about yourself yeah. You're so worried about what can I give myself to fix myself? And you don't realize, like, when you start to give to others, it takes the complete focus off of you. And you start to realize how important you are to other people. Because mm -hmm. the fact that you even have something to give to somebody else just shows that you matter. You dig right. what I'm saying? The fact that you yeah. even have that within you, the wherewithal to even, like, like have something to give to somebody. Like, the fact that you can give to somebody means that you are sacrificing yourself to give to somebody else. And that right there in and of itself will start bringing you out of your depression. 
Because a lot of times that's all depression winds up being is you so focused on where you not, where you, where you can be, where you didn't make it. It's all you, 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 you. Mm -hmm. If you take that off and put it on someone else and not in a bad way, but in a way that you saying, I'm going to help somebody else. It literally like them kids I was keeping. You dig what I'm saying? Remember I told you right. the kids when I don't have a program, right. mm -hmm. the kids I was keeping helped me. Start pulling right. me out. I'm up there running relay races with the kids, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was. I was literally daddy daycare. I'm watching infants. I'm watching, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm watching yeah. little kids, and then I would come back and program at night. You know what I'm saying? So the big thing is, is like, if you ever feel like you in a rut, like whatever it is you're trying to get in your life, give it. I say that all the time. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is you want. Like, oh. if you want more love, give more love. And I'm telling you, it's going to come back. All this stuff like a boomerang. People don't understand it. Some people call it karma. You know, the Bible say you reap what you sow. But all I'm mm -hmm. saying is, is that whatever it is you want in your life, just give it first. Like, give that first and it will come back to you in many, many folds. If you want money, give money. Like, real talk. If right. you want love, give love. If you want somebody to, if you want peace, be somebody else's peace. You know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of thing. Like, I think a lot of people think so internally and don't realize it's really about this because when you start to give that stuff then you letting the world know that you're ready to receive that stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you feel what i'm saying so that's that's the more i'm taking this in like nah he's right i gotta i gotta incorporate this more in my life no nah, but it's, it's it's real people wonder why i'm always like trying to like teach others and give what i got man because mm -hmm. i realized that that cycle in my life when i started to notice that i was like man it feels really that's why i always say live love love life if you live love you'll love your life and that's real because how in the world can you not love your life when all you're doing is sharing love and people are giving it right back people are record like like i said i'm humbled from the fact that people are recognizing me i done spoke at mit twice bro Think about it. This is a dude that freaking like was playing video games and dropped out of school and yeah, come from the yeah. come from the northwest side of Lexington, Kentucky. Like I always say, the first time I told people about Bitcoin was on the street. That basically, if you say that in my in my town, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I wouldn't go that way. I wouldn't go over there." You know how you got them streets. Right. You feel right, me? Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time I was talking about it, I was on the address was on that street. You feel right. what I'm saying? So for me right. to go from that. And teaching myself how to code, teaching myself about Bitcoin and how to code, and then move and then being asked to speak at MIT to people who are like great engineers, bruh. I done been to freaking Austria, Japan, all of this behind something that I taught myself when I was at my lowest. Like, think about that, bruh. Yeah. Like, yeah. think about that. It's like that, it's it's almost like that seed that you plant in that ground, like you understand this, brute. it take a while for it to germ. The reason why it take a while for it to germ is because there's a bunch of dirt on top of it that the seed got to press through. You feel what I'm saying? You might plant a seed, it might take you seven days before you even see a sprout. People don't even understand that. They'll be like, oh, that seed don't work. It ain't what it is. You just got to keep it moisturized, don't you, brute? You got to keep the water on it until it finally break out through all that dirt. And that's what I found out in life. A lot of times when you got a lot of dirt, when they try to bury you and they, there's a whole lot of dirt on your head, the reason why it's there is so you can get strong enough to start developing the root system to hold you up later in life. That's where you find your foundation. People don't understand when you see a seed and that little that little thing comes out of it, out the bottom of it like that. What is that? What is that, Brooke? What? what after the you germination know, process? When you, when this, no, the no, no. Before, I mean, when you see the seed and it's just got... And you, you, when you just got the seed and it just got the little tadpole at the end. 
I know I'll be like seedlings. I know it's like seedlings when the joints come out the joint, but I'm yeah. not sure the other time. Yeah, that little that little thing right there is is going to be the root system. You ever right, see the right, tag right. pole? That right there, that little one thing turns into a crazy root system. And a lot of people always say, "What's above is beneath," right? So yeah, it's as like above, so below. As as above, so below. So it's like if you look at the root system on some of these things, that foundation that you have through those roots and those nutrients you're getting from below, from the dirt. Is what's gonna actually make you stand up when the wind blows later up on top. Like that's people true. don't understand that's how it is in life, bro. So it's like you gotta go through some of this stuff. Like if you don't go through it, your roots ain't gonna be strong enough to handle the real storms when they come. You dig what I'm saying? But I'm not gonna yeah, go too bro. far yeah, into nah, that, man. Y'all got me here. Like, that, but that but that's because but then that's just really speaking on making sure your foundation is solid and sturdy that you build it upon. Because if not, then when the slightest wind come, boom. That shit get knocked down. You know what right. I'm saying? And it's like right. you could have, and then that's when it's like, don't mistake all activity for productivity. It might seem like you're going so hard, but again, you're building on somebody else's sand. Or like, right. and you know, we're gonna definitely get onto it when you know <laughs> we talk about all these other protocols. You basically saying it's like, yo, y'all doing all this other shit, but you just building to somebody else's playground. So by the time nigga wants to shut the playground down, it's like, <laughs> where are you at with it? You know, right. but like, so like. You was talking, you was building all these apps or whatnot. So when did this when you know, did Bitcoin happen? Yeah, so, you know, but yeah. it's a funny too because now I also understand you coming from this skate culture as well. So when you talk about <laughs> the originations of the culture of crypto, Bitcoin, you know, you you would talk about it's like it's really coming from people that is really off the, the left and just don't want to be a part of any type of system. And I, like you really you really in that type of background. So when did this skill set and then the cultures that you also exposed to come to like a boom, just come meeting together. with like the finance, like financial market now, because like you were already, you know what I'm saying? You got your degree in finance. So like, I know this must've been like a real, like big inflection point. Like, damn, oh, this man. Is, this is something hot. This is crazy. Everything's right coming together. Right. It's coming right. together. Y'all see, y'all great see it, man. Y'all great see it. Right. It culminates. So here's what happened. So, I was building these apps, right? So me and my partner, we realized we doing all this stuff for clients. We need a product. It was like a, a client work don't scale. <laughs> like, right, right. and it get on your nerves after a while because like yeah. the clients that don't pay you the most are the one, the worst ones. They the ones that, that, that right, want right, the right, most right. or got yeah. the most edits and all these like right. requests. Yeah. It's like, right. Dog, like, <laughs> right? They be the hardest ones. So me and him was like, well, look, we build apps, so we might as well build a product. So we went, we had, we came up with this product called Fever. That we went out to California to try to pitch, and it was basically like Chunky e. Cheese online. Like you play online games and get tickets, and then you can get stuff off Amazon, like for grownups. You know what I'm saying? So it's the whole concept. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. But everybody, everybody loves it. This is 2019, right? Yeah, okay. But we go. But here's what's so funny. I always had my origin story on Bitcoin in 2012, 13, but I found a picture on Facebook from 2011. Of the, of the time I talked to this dude, right. the, the actual VC that told me it told me about Bitcoin. So we go in, we pitch to him. He says, oh, I see I got a virtual currency in your game. Have you heard of Bitcoin? And I was like, Bitcoin? I was like, I, ain't, I don't know what he was talking about. I was like, man, right. look, we trying to pitch you our stuff, though. I ain't worried about that. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. you telling me. Right. <laughs> So we leave, we leave, you know, it's a good meeting. And I'm still cool with that dude today, man. He's an amazing cat, man. But um, we leave that meeting and my partner, he goes, 
Bitcoin. I think he said Bitcoin, not Bitcoin. I said, I think he said Bitcoin. He's like, nah. So he looks it up. He finds it. And he's like, look, check it out. So I looked at it. We both looked at it. And in your arrogance of you building something, you're like, man, that ain't got nothing to do with what I'm yeah, doing. Right, there, you right, know what I'm right. So, so you like on my own thing that's more right, important. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we didn't even peep it like that. Fast forward, I can't remember when it was, but the price skyrocketed. I think it was like 200 and something dollars. And it was like, Bitcoin hits all-time high. I saw it in like a blog, like one of them financial blogs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, there goes that Bitcoin again. It's at an all-time high. I got to go look at this. Like I always say, right. the best marketing tool for any of this stuff is always going to be price, even though to me, price don't matter. But mm-hmm. that's going to get people to it. So I went, I said, I'm going to go look at it for real. So I go back to the site and I download the white paper. It was the end, bro. I looked at the white paper and me having a technical background, finance background, there was like nothing better for me learning and and nothing better from a marriage perspective than Bitcoin. Like it was the marriage of my disciplines, right? Every discipline that I was like really caring about, Bitcoin had it. And what I saw in it was freedom. I was like, it gives me the freedom to do what I want. I'm outside of this system that I don't really trust in the first place. I can transact with other people. And here's the other part. Because I'm a programmer, I can program my money, right? It's a powerful thing. It's like, I can't program my money. It's my money at the bank, but I can't do nothing with it on a Sunday. Like, think Mm -hmm. about it. Even creating where you could store it, like even from the wallets, right? And that's what happened. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm a developer. I got to build something. I called my business partner up after I went through that whole deep dive that evening. And I was like, bro, I ain't going to sleep last night. He was like, bro, why not? I was like, I was reading about Bitcoin. He said, man, I had a dream about Bitcoin. I said, okay. (laughs) All right. I said, well, look, check this out. I said, bro, you're going to have to handle our business because I'm going 100% Bitcoin right now. And luckily, and luckily, he was like, all right, I got you. Like, do what you got to do. So I went in. That allowed me to go learn about the protocol, run the thing, run the nodes, do all kinds of stuff to try right. to figure out what it is I wanted to build. And so we wound up building a wallet called the Fever Wallet. And uh, think about it, Fever. That was the name of the yeah, game that platform. Was what was call your old company. Right. Yeah, yeah. Company. we still had a, we still had the domain, so we learned how to flip that. Into, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then we, it wound up being the Fever Wallet, and that really that from that point forward, it's like it catapulted because the very first conference I went to, I looked on the on the conference. It was like, man, y'all ain't got no black speakers. So I hit him up. I was like, hey, man, y'all need some diversity. Y'all ain't got no black speakers. You know what I'm saying? I use the black card. I'm not going to lie to yeah. you. Wow. Right, right, right. no, that's smart as hell. That's yeah. smart as hell. Like, you're right. right. <laughs> he, he was like, oh, you know what? And then when I told him we have the only wallet, because at the time, Apple had banned all wallets on iOS. I said, we got the only wallet in the world you could get on an iOS device. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, shoot me an email. He shot me his email. and I shot. I mean, I told him shoot me his personal email. I shot him a, the link. He he clicked the button and it downloaded on his phone. He's like, oh, yeah, you got to come out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to come that. out here. We need that. <laughs> yeah, so I, that's, that was it, man. And from that point, that's where many of my relationships, like the Jimmy Songs, like <clears throat> the Caleb's, like, matter of fact, uh, Jed McCaleb, that, that he was first at Ripple, now he's a Stella. The dude that started both of them, that's where I met him. Like all of these people I met because I built that wallet. But again, it came from me being able to build a wallet came from the lowest time of my life. Mm-hmm. Right? It was like learning from how program, learning how to program. That tree and came, yeah, that tree and came, me trending that direction came from the lowest moment that I can never remember. The only time that I felt like almost on a daily basis I wanted to off myself. That that moment came from there, which is to me like like I always say, 
Love you, Lord. You know what I'm saying? That's a shout right, out to God, right, man, for, right. for, for being able to put, pull me through that. But now that I can see where my trajectory went from there, it's just an amazing thing, man. So, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, hopefully, yeah, I get y'all the first half. This, this is a real yeah. testimony right now, bro. I'm listening to this shit. Yeah, really inspired right now. Like, my own. Oh, self. man. Hey, man. I appreciate um, it. I do know that there's truth in what you're saying. Like, I've, I, I've um, had dark moments and have propelled myself to do things like i said i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing now if it weren't for the particular moments in my life so i'm hearing that and i and, I, and also too, me myself i'm starting to learn how to program like i feel like that's something that i wanted to uh know how to do for a while and i literally in the last month me and brooke talk about it all the time in the last month i actually have started sitting down learning python like I, i'm on my track right so to hear your story it's like juicing me up right now you know what i'm saying no i do want to know yeah go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say it's dope because i try to tell people that wealth building ain't about just having money like educating yourself and applying skills is wealth building Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. educate yourself and then learning to apply those skills will help you get to the money that then you can invest but most Mm -hmm. people they don't feel like they can Right. They don't feel like that investment of that investment of time that you have into investing in yourself, into your skill set, regardless of how hard it is, that stuff will pay off dividends in the future. I am a living witness about that, bro. You know what I'm saying? I am a testimony about like putting the time into yourself and into your skill set. And even if you don't see it, just being the best at what you do will, will will put you in rooms like MIT. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It'll, it'll mm-hmm. let you fly around the world just by you being one of the only people that can understand something that you put all your time and effort into. So, yeah, keep doing it, man. It always makes me smile when people say they learn how to program. Always. Yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I found it to be pretty exciting like to, to know that I feel like there's so much power in it. Like I, I'm, I feel like I'm learning a superpower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, like all I've been I've been using all this stuff um without even realizing it my whole life or since you know the internet's been uh you know mainstream but now that i know what's happening on the back side of the internet is making me feel like oh like i know a secret you know what i'm saying so it's kind of propelling me to want to learn more and more and more um but also i think it raises another question that i have for you is with with your whole like teaching aspect because i feel like you got a real knack for being able to teach the average person. Actually, to be honest, the first time I really ever encountered you was your interview on The Breakfast Club. And one of the things that really stuck out to me about that, because you weren't the first person to talk about Bitcoin on there, but I feel like you made it the most understandable. You 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 went on there, you weren't just talking about like, oh, like it's made me rich. It was more like, this is why it's important. This is why y'all should understand it's important. And my question is like, how did you, how did you one learn to communicate it in that way? And like, have you always been kind of like a good teacher in that sense? Or is that something that you develop? Bro, I think or something that you don't even notice that you do. <laughs> no, I just think it's a God given gift. Um, okay. somebody, somebody was asking me the other day, like, what do I think my gift is? And I think my ability to take complex ideas and break them down for the mm-hmm. hood, so to speak. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's, I, I think that's a gift. I've always been able to like, Cause I, I, I think in analogies, you see, saw me going down the path right. of the tree, yeah. going yeah. down the path yeah. of the tree. So I think that's what it is, man. I think that's real talk, man. I think that's just a, a, another, like I said, a humbling gift. Like, I think that is just a gift for me to be able to do that and break that stuff down. And plus, to be honest, I just really care. Like, right. of course I'm going to break it down as, as simple as I can and be patient with it. Cause I really do care. Because some of my greatest heroes, uh, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, he's an abolitionist. 
Like I think about Harriet Tubman all the time because I'm like, could you imagine getting yourself to freedom, getting there, and then going, you know what? Going back. Going back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like going you back get other people. Yeah, you put yourself at risk for other people. Like you willing to and, and walk the miles right back right. and forth. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna go right. get the next group and the next group and the next group. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's the kind of I don't know, that's the kind of spirit I think I've always had because I'm like, I want everybody to be free. You mm-hmm. dig? And when I saw freedom in that protocol, that's why I made a video so early. I'm like, listen, if y'all had a chance to, you know what I'm saying, get the internet right. in 1996 and you could buy a share of it. Cause I'm I always think I'm like, if I could have got that message out to more people, right? And everybody who was around there would have bought three, four, five Bitcoin. They took, you know, took their refund check and bought Bitcoin, right? right. We talking about everybody having 15 Bitcoin, uh, you know what I'm saying? Something like that or whatever, 12 mm-hmm. Bitcoin and holding on to it. How would that have changed that entire hood? Facts. Right? Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody. It, it's, the only difference is, the only thing that I always think about, though, is that if that kind of money came about, people would definitely sell it and we'll see more rims in the hood. Let's just be honest. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, <laughs> you, still need, you still need the education. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you still need, exactly. You still need the education and the mentality to be able to hold on to your wealth. But I'm saying, like, just to even have that opportunity, it was like, I don't know. I feel like I just want everybody to be free. So that's why. I, I just care, man. I yeah. literally just care, bro. I like now that really that Harriet Tubman analogy is is a, <laughs> an amazing one because the first thing that comes to mind is when you when you know something that's benefiting you, why stop and and tell other people? You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many there's so many there's there's so many um like opportunities for criticism for being like you know what I'm saying? There's people who criticize. There's probably somebody else criticizing Harriet. Like, oh, she thinks she's all that because she found the route. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so, many, there's so many opportunities to be criticized for trying to be that teacher, trying to let people know that you could have just, you know what I'm saying, won and, and kept it to yourself. But I think it's there's something to be said about, you know, being deliberate about like, yeah, I've won, but here's how all of y'all can too. You know what I mean? That's really, right. that's really interesting. And I truthfully think if we have that mentality, because I think that's the problem. We come from... Um, oppressed situations in this country that were put on our head right like we we had no say so in the oppression it is this was not of our doing but we've been able to do the things that we're doing like get look at y'all's wonderful podcast right look what i've been able to do and and everybody else has been able to succeed in spite i always say in spite of the bull you know what i mean so what i say is is that once you've been able to succeed like for me, you know, it don't have to be for nobody else. It's ain't nobody else's right. mission. I don't never judge nobody. If you want to dip and get up out of the hood and never come back, hey, that's on you. Like, that's for you and your family. But for right. me, I want to be around the people and I want to be able to be a light in the middle of the darkness, if you get what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, people don't even know there's light. People don't even realize there's a light because their whole time they done had their head down trying to figure out how to get through the darkness you know what I'm saying? Watching their feet right. instead of being able to look up and aspire to be something else. Like if I can if I can just inspire people to want to be free, that's really all it is for me. Because then you'll start down your own path. You might not even have my path, but you'll be right. looking in the direction of the light. You dig mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's really what that's really what it all boils down to. And I feel like at that point, when everybody starts doing that and starts having that type of a feeling in our communities, guess what happens to the community? It all starts to rise together. And our babies and our grandbabies and everything else wind up having a different life than the than the, the generations before. And we've done that slowly but surely in this country. But I think if you look at the actual numbers, we are kind of 
regressing back, man. Right. Like the numbers are right. worse now for black right. folk. And so it's like, listen, when I die, I just want to say I did all I could, man. You know how right. you know, had the, the sports analogy. I left it all on the field. Like, right, right. Now, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, it's beautiful when people become aware to the possibilities of their life because that's really when you know what I'm saying? Shit click. And then yeah. it's like, you know, life is always it's a summation of your decisions. You know what I'm saying? So like you right. can make that decision to go on that up and up. Um, one little question I had, you know, one thing from a lot of the spaces we share, bro, on like on the Twitter spaces, and you know, it's interesting enough. Like I actually did come by way of you and the the black Bitcoin billionaires via the clubhouse and shit like that. You've had like a lot of like experiences from the shit you just be talking about that, you know, you don't necessarily delve too much, but you be having a, you know, a perspective on that. The other day you was talking about using the hemp business. And I know you, you know, you very familiar too. like when I be on the crowd, I was working like the, the clay bricks, like the cores and all that yeah. shit. Like, what's your background in like, bro, it's a like. Yeah, have you you you've had hemp businesses yourself or like <laughs> let me yeah. know a little bit about that. <laughs> Man, bro, like here's the thing. Anything that I do, it's always towards freedom. So right. that's just how like I think. So when I saw hemp, I was like, Man, hemp is a natural resource that we as black people can control that is renewable. And it's a right. natural, it's one of the natural resources that has a lot of byproducts, which means you can build entire vertical industries off of this one. Renewable resource, right? Ain't too many renewable resources that black people control, right? And this is—is is this something you're doing simultaneously now while you deep in yeah. coding, or is this post on days, or like? No, nah, this is you, like this you, is like fast forward. So, man, there's a lot in between there. Like from oh, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from, right. from yeah, from Fever, I wind up starting a company called Hydro where we we're making NFTs for accounts receivable. Another idea okay. I came up with so via and, counterparty. This is no, no, like, no, no, no. Uh, now this was this was on our own. This was on our own Bitcoin derivative, but we use okay. what's called. What's called color coins. So if people understand right. co color coins are, they don't call them color coins no more. They call them open assets because color coins kind of sound funny. Sound um, crazy. Yeah. But it's uh, not we going around saying color coins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, them color coins over. There, but uh, <laughs> yeah. color coins are not. They're all right, but they're not Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we built. We built on top of that. And the story. The crazy thing is the story I like to tell about that. Is in my hometown, like we trying to raise money, just like for fever, right? We trying to raise money for our for our company, and they put us through these gatekeepers before you can even talk to the actual investors. So you got to go talk right. to these people before you can get up in front of the investor people. So I'm in the room with them, and you know, they ask me a bunch of questions. They try to give me two young guys because it's like they think the young guys will understand tech, and so they can kind of push me through. And uh, one of them asked me a question, it's like Lamar, if we give you money. Like, you're going to need more money to build a business like this. Where are you going to get that money? And I looked at him and said, I'm going to go to Silicon Valley. I'm going to meet up with some of the biggest investors there. And I'm going to get the money. You know what I'm saying? And the dude looked at me square in my face and said, listen, do you realize, Lamar, that you going to Silicon Valley and raising money from other investors is like you winning the lottery? That's what he said to me. And which, right. which and listen, for anybody else, that's true. Right. Right, right, but right. I told, but I told the dude. I looked at him. I said, I said, bro. I said, y'all know where I come from. For me to come from where I come from, and me sit across the table from y'all too, I already won lottery. So I guess that's what I do. I guess I win lotteries. Mm, right. Right. Because that's my yeah. mentality. I'm a lottery winner. So guess right. what I did? I go out to Silicon Valley, and I wind up getting. Um, at, first of all, Adam Draper, who is the son of Tim Draper, 
who's Tim Draper's dad, is basically the person that invented uh, VC, venture capital in the Valley. So not only did I get a, a VC to invest in me, I got probably the first family of the first family, the, yeah. the first family of VC to invest in my company, right? Which to me is like a powerful, powerful thing. Then I got 500 startups, some of these big names. We were in two of the top six accelerators at the same time. Most people can't even say that, right? We was in two of the top six in the country at the same exact time. So Yo, those kind of stories are big too. Like I just got too many stories. Yeah, no, go ahead, I got a question just right there. Uh, like, cause I remember yesterday you were saying something about Yo, if you ever trying to pitch something to a VC, it's better to come in with an idea as opposed to a product. Could you elaborate on that? Because it seemed like at that time you had you had the product, but you actually now in like, you know, years of like also retrospect, you like, trust me, it's better to just come in with an idea. Could you like speak on why you, yeah. you feel that way? So when I had the fever and we was trying to raise money, we had a product. Right. right? And it wasn't because here's what happens. If you have a product, it gives them something that now they can uh, critique and analyze. Because now they can say, oh, well, you don't have enough users or you don't have enough money coming in or whatever. If you come in with a pure idea and a dream, you'll raise more money because now you can sell it as I'm going to Mars and I'm going to meet these aliens and they're going to build this amazing spaceship. People believe in that more because you can, you can tell them and sell them on what it is you're trying to get to, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's the biggest part. Like you have to be able to storytell because the truth is, is investors want to feel like they're going to be able to go from here to 10 billion. And if you are out here and you got a product and it's slowly just moving along and you're not able to grow it really fast while it's here, they're going to look at it and go, well, if you can't grow this from zero to 10,000 users, how are you going to get from 10,000 to 100 million? You get what I'm saying? But if you sit and there, I feel like when I hear that, it's like you also give investors something that they think they can build upon. You know what I'm saying? Like an idea, you can you can build upon an idea. You can get input. Like people can add their. You know what I'm saying? Like whereas like a product, like you're saying, it, it's kind of supposed to be complete. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, oh, it shows look. you the limitations. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just like think about it. It's it's probably easier for you to look at something that doesn't exist like the, the plan of a house than to actually build the house and like the ceiling be falling in on one side. Yeah, it's, and then you gotta still, try and go and repair that. Yeah, it's still got the <laughs> same plan. It's still got the same plan and people will buy the house based on the plan because it just looks good based on the plan. But once you get the house up and there's some issues with it because the yeah. foundation's a little bit crooked or whatever, then all of you a sudden- your imagination a little bit. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what people have to understand. Like, um, And that's why it's, it's very key to have an imagination. It's super key to be able to think outside of the box and to think as big as you possibly can. It's extremely key and to make and to get other people to believe that. So that's that because you were talking about the hemp. So that mm -hmm. that part of the story is another part. You know what I'm saying? Right, um, right. And through that, I was educating. I built like um, I built a, a, a group on a, on Facebook with about twenty six thousand people called Coin of the Black Coin Group. So that was a huge group. Um, and what happened was we started seeing because I've always been interested in him. I started I'm not always, but when I learned about it, I had been interested in it because I was like, man, right. this is powerful because this is actual renewable resource that black people right. can use to build on top of. You can get medicine from him, of course. Right. Um, right, right. You can get you can get uh, building materials from him. You can get clothing from him. And, and being in Lexington was all just accessible. Like, yo, you was like, yo, bro, they really grown it like a couple no. miles down the road. Like, it's, it's I literally field. started. I literally started when it became legal federally. 
in 2018 because I had been looking at it. And when it became legal, right. I said, I just got to jump and go do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So. Like, it's like I have the opportunity to go do it. So I had to learn everything I possibly could. I got an amazing mentor named Castor. My man Castor, like, he had been growing uh, cannabis for a long time, right, beforehand. Right. So he taught me a whole lot about the game, bro. He taught me about trichomes and cannabinoids and, oh, like, man. all of this stuff. And like I told right. you, again, it's another complex thing that I can ingest quickly. You know what I'm saying? I, like I said, I think that's my superpower that I can pick it up and actually learn it and understand it at a point that I can, like, I can educate other people about oh, wow. it. You, you right. feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. So then I started learning how to grow hemp and I'm out on the farm. We, with the first year, we tried to grow about 24,000 plants on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> on about right. 18, on about 18 acres. You know what I mean? Um, right. And we literally hand planted them suckers. So I, I, from the germ phase all the way up through the sprouts or starters, we call them, to taking those and dropping them and hand planting them, 24,000 of them in a field. You Damn. know what I mean? And then watching them grow, harvesting them, pulling all the stuff. So like that got me into the farming. And like my son always say, like that was one of the things that, that made me extremely more spiritual. Because when you really, I understand why so many farmers are spiritual people, man. Right. Because when you understand what you just did, you ain't got no control over. Uh, like yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You put it in the ground. Yeah, you straight put it in the ground. You just reporting in each straight day, face. like, yeah. yo, okay. This yeah, hopefully, going, yeah, hopefully it comes. Yeah, exactly. No, real talk, man. Like when you realize that, I said I can see why people that came from agricultural times. Because think about it, you don't know the weather. You like, I, I see why people did rain dances. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. <laughs> It's like, right. please let it rain today. We need yeah. rain today. You know what I'm saying? Keep right. the bugs away. Like you praying because you can't. You ain't got. You realize how small you are when you farm, bro. Like when you right. grow stuff, you realize how how much you how little you actually matter to the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like real That's talk. Right. Like you are That's such right. a little little bitty thing on this planet, yeah. man. And you yeah. have no control over most of this stuff. And that that right there is such a humbling thing that it actually makes you really spiritual and actually makes you really like. Really, really trust a higher power. In my case, God, right? I say God, right? right? So it's like that to me, man. It's like ah, it's it's powerful. But anyway, that's how I got into him. That's how I know so much about it. And I actually jump in. I jumped jumped in, started yeah. growing it and doing what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's some real shit. So that's just to to spin back. Uh, when this is this is going to be interesting. So when was the time now when you in within the space where you starting to see that? A lot of people are getting distracted with <laughs> a lot of the things that you can do on the blockchain and not necessarily just keeping their eyes on the prize, if you would say. Because I know you really are firm on the fact that it's like, yo, Bitcoin is what you should learn about, what you want to develop on, what you should be sharing the information about. And everything else is really just, I guess, like games at the amusement park. And a lot of people is just convincing themselves of the fact that this might be something that's significant towards building. But at the end of the day, it's like you're just joining into somebody's scheme, if you will. So could you talk about that moment when you're starting to be like, yo, what, what, what we doing here? Y'all, but you got to remember, though, I had a company that built NFTs. Right. right so right. so I have experimented with a lot of stuff already. Like I don't ran stuff through its paces. Like right. we had we we pushed the Bitcoin uh, derivatives to to the hilt to where we could get up to two thousand transactions per second. Right? We had right. that thing running that fast. 
we um but it was more centralized too that's why, that's why i started learning right. like it has to be more centralized to get to the efficiencies you want um when we started working with jp morgan chase they had their own blockchain called quorum you know what I'm saying? Which was a, a Ethereum derivative. So I had to learn how to build on top of that. So me and the team, we learned how to build smart contracts and everything for that because like Quorum was built on that. Uh, when you when we started working with this other company, uh, they was trying to get into Hyperledger, which was IBM's. So I have pretty much built on all of these different platforms, right? So when I started seeing these ICOs and stuff come out and I started realizing like people are just marketing, they're not going to be able to do the stuff they're saying because I know how this stuff works. I know it's not going right. to be as efficient as they say it's going to be, but they marketing to people like they're about to like, like I said, like go to the moon and mine uh, vibranium. It's like, oh, you like, I'm really here. This shit is very difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. If the most top people within the industry can't do it, how right. do you about to just do it out the blue? And that's All what's right. so funny. That's what they was doing. They were selling the story. Oh, like God. all of these things, y'all, <laughs> like y'all as investors, y'all, y'all will look at the story and all of that and don't really understand what's underneath. Just like most of these VCs, these VCs ain't extremely brilliant. They just know how to raise money from other people. You understand right. when you come in, if you can actually, but you can, you got to prove what you're doing as well at some point. Right. But if you mm -hmm. can come in and build these types of things out and then and then prove it then you'll get more money later but with y'all with like the icos the nfts and all that i'm saying y'all because i'm talking about i'm yeah, talking about right, grandma's right. cafe right, right. Yeah. yeah grandma's cafe and uh right. and the i be talking to oh no but uh, but y'all will look at this stuff and be like oh man that right there i yeah that, that looks good because they sold you the story they put a whole story together about monkeys in the jungle at the at the little bar and we had a yacht club in the you know what i'm saying and it just seems fun and cool and so you out here like oh that's dope let me go get some of that but you don't realize like even for it to scale you see what happened when the whole um what was it called the upside down or the other side when the land right, came out and it, and it and it got too it got too busy and kind of shut right. the chain down we right. already knew that was gonna happen. Why? Because Crypto Kitties did it back in the day. Whenever right. Ethereum has has gotten really popular and a lot of people using it, it it goes berserk, right. right? So what let me know is that the reason why it ain't going berserk all the time is because really ain't that many people using it. It's just a story that people tell to make you believe that all these people are using it. So then you start realizing, like again, it goes to that, Brooke. The foundation of Ethereum is shaky. And you don't see it until a real storm comes through. When the other side happened, everybody's like, man, Ethereum's broken. We need to fix it. Yeah, because it, that brought a, a huge wind with it. A lot of people trying to interact with it at one time. And then you see the shakiness of it. When the yes. storm goes away and it's standing back up, somebody else ride by like, oh, it's all good. Everybody's still, it's, it's cool. The house is still good. Not realizing that it right. almost toppled all the way yeah, over. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's those are the things that I try to explain to people because they don't know enough about the underlying technology. Even Vitalik himself just came out and said, even if they get to Ethereum 2.0, it's still not going to by itself allow Ethereum to scale. So it's like all of these things, if you think about them, Marketing. yeah, you yeah, you could flip and make some money on it, but do you really want to have your money tied up into a protocol that is shaky? Like right. Do you really want to do that? Bitcoin, on the other hand, does what it's supposed to do. And it's extremely simple in what it does. And I think that 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 doesn't work well with people who are getting the new iPhone just for another camera. 
You know what I'm saying? They right. got four. They got four cameras this time. So if somebody gonna pick up the new advanced <laughs> iPhone, it ain't doing nothing much more different. New features, <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not really doing nothing. It's not really change. The apps are still the same. Everything's pretty much the same. They just gave you another camera, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go drop another fifteen hundred. See, that don't work well when you tell people this is a simple protocol that you can trust. That it it does what it's supposed to do. It's very boring. We ain't gonna be talking about it every day. No, um, it gotta have a new whistle. Yeah, that's what people want. You want features, <laughs> right? And and that's what that's what it does, man. That's why when you look at this space, there are so many people who have gotten so enamored with the features. I like that with the features of what these other blockchains are saying and not realizing what the truth is. And the thing about truth is it don't change, bro. Like mm-hmm. truth is truth. The truth only block. The only blockchain, and regardless of how much you try to cover it up, no matter how many times you try to say it's whack or you try to fight against it, it's still going to be true. So as long as Bitcoin continues to do what it's doing, if Bitcoin's principles start to change and people start to change like the code and the majority of the people start moving, then I probably won't be down with Bitcoin either. If if people want to make it more centralized, I'll just have to run my own node and be in the minority at that point, right? Right. I'm not going to fool with this new Bitcoin that somebody tried to propose because that's not what it is. But they can. That's the whole thing. It's freedom. But at the same time, it's like when you know what the protocol is now, if you understand the, how solid it is now, then that's what you look at and be like, OK, I'm good with that. Let me get some more Bitcoin. I'm not going to oh, fool man. around with these other things that as soon as the wind blows, like, yeah. think about it. We oh, know man. the wind's going to blow on Bitcoin. <laughs> they, Winds are always blowing. Whole governments try to shut Bitcoin mining down. All of that. And it's 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 Uh 30. It's 30 Uh like Casanac. You know what I'm saying? Right. (laughs) Hey, but so what, like, so one thing now that I'm thinking is like, so through the midst of all this, you know, you coming across a lot of communities, you know, a lot of subcultures and all that. When do you get to the point that finally, you know, now you're part of the, the black Bitcoin billionaires. So, when did this come about and what is it like what it what, what's your your mission your intention what's everybody's goal with that right there man just to educate bro like i never i never understand why I, when i build stuff like that it grows so fast right like i don't <laughs> it was never meant to be like yo nah yeah it wasn't meant to be like ooh. <laughs> it was like it just happens right it's like i dang on uh i hit zay up Excuse me. A dude hit me up from Coinda from all, from uh, the one on Facebook, the group on Facebook. Like, Lamar. He was like, man, you got to check out Clubhouse. He was like, this reminds me of early Black Coin Group. And I was like, oh, for real? He's like, yeah, man, you can get in there and talk and you can tell people about Bitcoin and all that, man. It's a, probably a perfect thing. Shout out to Sean mm-hmm. Sorsby, my man. If it was not for him, I would not have been on Clubhouse. Cause I ain't even, I don't even, I don't even fool with like yeah, iPhones. Yeah, I got Mac. Yeah, he put me in the Matrix. That shit was invite there. only for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't even have no iPhone. I, I literally, the first time I got on Clubhouse, I was on my niece's iPod Touch, like a little yeah. bitty iPod Touch. And I got on there, I got the account, and I was like, oh, this is dope. I can get on here and educate people with voice, right. which is which is powerful. Because that's what I used to do on Facebook. I would go live and answer everybody's questions. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I was like, this is even easier because now they can hop up on stage and ask the questions. I was like, it's working beautiful. So I hit Zay up. I was like, hey, Zay. I was like, bro, me and you been educating people on this for a while. I was like, you should hop on here. We should should make a group called the Black Coin Group. I was like, you down? He's like, yeah. That's how he said, yeah. 
And so I just made the group. I applied to get the little group going, and we started it. And that was it. And next thing I know, it's yeah. just like, like we have one fifty. We have one fifty six now. You know what I'm saying? One hundred fifty six thousand people who have joined that group. And so it's like, and I wasn't expecting it. Wasn't no business supposed to come from or nothing. It was just me getting on there doing one show called the Genesis Block, which is right. like was gonna be like a news show on there because I could see that working out real well and then just me hopping on there anytime and just teaching people and answering questions and stuff and of course what wound up happening is i became like the wrestler like i'm in a wrestling against xrp people and ethereum people and like yeah but at the same (laughs) no but at the same time teaching them because a lot of these people didn't even know what they were investing in they just because they hold a bag in it, they, the they, yeah, they fan, <laughs> they fans of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just because yeah. I got, a, just because they had a bag, they gonna tell you all the talking points, not understanding the underlying things that are going on, the economics, how it works, and all of that. So me having an idea of economics through finance, me understanding programming because I've worked on a lot of these platforms, it just allowed me to educate people in a different way, and it just, it just blew up, man. Like it just. It took off, and so then it became a business. And I was like, "Cause, cause there were CEOs of companies. Matter of fact, uh, Jack Dorsey used to come in and be sitting in the crowd on Clubhouse. Man, you know what I'm saying? Obviously. Jack, Jack used to be in there. Nick from uh, oh, Casa, yeah. yeah uh, you know what I'm saying? It was uh, all of these cats used to sit in the audience and listen to me sit up there and talk to people. And so then people hit me in the back, time like, "Hey, I want to sponsor whatever you're doing. I want y'all to keep going. Let me put some money behind what you're doing." And so mm-hmm. it, it, then it became a business, right? Because now yeah. we're trying to give the money back to the people. And that's what I do. Like I use the fact that we have that platform. When we get money in, we, we've given away, you saw it, bro. We give yeah. away uh, $20,000 a quarter to, to yeah. black businesses. Yeah. We was giving money because even before the, the CEOs were giving it to us, we started giving money out of the club. We gave away almost $5,000. Uh, before anybody even really got in, and then Cash App came in and gave that's us three it. Bitcoin to give away. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So uh, like, and we give it all, up. and we yeah, we give it all away. You feel me? So it's like uh, we we do that, and I figured out that's the way that we can utilize our network to actually like use the value we have to give money back to the people. So it's it's like that kind of flow. But yeah, that's uh-huh. how it all came, man. Now it's a business. Now we do now we made it into an event company. You came to yeah. a Miami event and now we're gonna have one in Charlotte real soon. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, yeah. The Charlotte joint yeah. niggas definitely tapped in for that. So and then were you can you talk about how you were able to like leverage like your experience and then also what you did with that collective into doing a partnership with the Bitcoin Academy. And actually, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. now it's full circle. Now, you know what I'm saying? You're doing partnership with Jay-Z and Jack, you know what I'm saying? So how did that how did that come about? And then you were you guys were just in Marcy a couple of weeks ago. Can you speak to like what you guys had going on over there? Yeah, so we um so of course with the whole Jack situation, Zay knew Jack because Jack promote uh liked his book and, and put it out there on uh on Twitter one time, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So Zay knew Jack, Zay introduced me to Jack. Like formally, because Jack used to come in our rooms, but formally right. got introduced to Jack. And then Jack connected us with the Cash App team, which then that's how we did the deal where we did a Satoshi Millionaire Challenge where they, you know, they gave out a bunch of Bitcoin. So now right. we on the radar. Jack knows what we do. They We know what time it is. Now, this is what I found out. There's a dude that comes in our club um, who's the mayor of a city in, it's, it's close to St. Louis in Missouri called Cool Valley, uh, Mayor Stewart, Right. Mary Stewart used to come on stage and he was trying to figure out how to give Bitcoin to his people. 
like to his residence of his, he wanted to get mm-hmm. Bitcoin away. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he comes on stage and, and says he wants to get Bitcoin away. And he's like, Lamar, how can we go about doing it? So me and him started talking. We trying to figure out ways to do it. So then I hit up Jack because Jack's from St. Louis. And I'm like, right. man, like he, he only wanted to use Cash App too. He was like, let's see if Cash App can help through education and try to get the education in here and then get everybody to use their Cash App wallets to, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, maybe we can talk to Jack and Jack can handle the education part. So we hit Jack up and, and it kind of goes dormant. Like I hit Jack up and he didn't really answer back. Um, but I found out through one of the people that that's kind of where the seed got planted because what wound up happening, I guess Jack talked to, to Jay. And of course, Jay's like, no, nah, let's do it. in like, I'll put the bread up. We'll do it in my hood. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. so that's they, you, you feel me? So they kind of got together. And that's why the first spot is in Marcy. You know what I mean? Because it's like Jack and Jay. It's like Jack and Jay, they, they the ones put all the bread up for this whole thing. Um, yeah. and they, they, they do, they started in Marcy first. So, and, and, uh, like I said, we very humble myself, um, Miss Naja Roberts, who's also crypto blockchain plug. She has a actual like exchange in LA and Inglewood. Shout out to her. Me and her come to, came together, black Bitcoin billionaires, crypto blockchain plug to educate the people in Marcy uh, for the Bitcoin Academy. And now uh, that's all it's about. It's just purely like trying to give the education. Cause you think about it. The first time I ever did it was, on a street in the hood, on right? Street, yeah, right. right? Man, by myself, you That's know what I mean. Cool. I was, right. I was hairier than this. Like I had, I looked like Captain. Right. Right. You feel me? That's cool. crazy, bro. When you, when you look back, like just, I mean, your life still got so much more to go. I'm, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying. But just like for you to look up, look at everything you've done up to this point, bro. Like, what do you think about yourself? Like, what do you think? Like, how would you describe? everything that we've just talked about in this one conversation just blessed man like yeah. like real talk like I, I talk to my wife about it all the time because she's like Lamar you gotta actually but I'm like I feel like I'm just doing regular stuff mm. right wow. I just feel like That's I'm crazy. just I just feel like I'm just walking my my path That's in life yeah, yeah exactly 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 bro it's like I just feel like this is what I'm supposed to do and like I let everybody else think about it as being big you know yeah. what I'm saying and I and, and the only thing that I ever really want to do, and if I get more influence, and Brooke knows this, and everybody else who, especially in in uh crypto blockchain, I mean in the um the crypto breakfast out club and the grandma's cafe and stuff, is that and that's even with Black Bitcoin Billionaire, it became a purpose of mine to use my profile to lift the profile of others, mm-hmm. because it's like, like you know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, from people who nobody really knew before Black Bitcoin Billionaire are now speakers on the Bitcoin stages, which are those stages that I used to go to that I would be the only Black person there, right? right? Now right. now we have Black Bitcoin Billionaire speakers. And, and, and Yeah, because, and the truth is, is Black Bitcoin Billionaire is just the brand, but it's really the mods and the people who are already super strong that made the brand, like, bigger so what we said is the brand lifts and then the people lift the brand so it all works together and so that i'm like how can i raise the profile of individuals like we trying to have a couple of the people from uh the grandma's cafe and uh um uh crypto breakfast club come speak at the conference now they're gonna have now they'll have a speaker now they'll have a speaker thing on their resume Right, yeah, yeah. because I have because yeah, yeah. I have the opportunity to pull people up. Because the thing is, it's just like me. Nobody would have ever brought me to MIT, bro. Think about mm-hmm. that. If mm-hmm. I didn't put myself out there and show people what I could do, there are there's so much intelligence in our communities, but they don't never get the the, the spotlight. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, if I have a stage, I can bring that intelligence up to the stage. They ain't got to have a special college degree or none of that, but they have expertise in their field that you can highlight and raise the profile of others, bro. And I think if we continue to do that, keep pushing each other up, there is no reason to compete. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason for me to fight with a Tej or fight with a Miss Naja. It's like, no, nah, if I get the opportunity, I'm going to talk. I'm going to say everything well about Miss Naja. If I if somebody asks me about Tej, I ain't going to never say nothing bad about that dude or wealth or uni or the people that be running right. the, the club. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. all I'm going to do is just keep trying to do this because guess what? If I have a certain amount of influence, people are going to trust me. And if I trust you, then guess what? I could bring you up to that certain amount of influence. And maybe one day your influence will be greater than mine. And then you'll be like, hey, Ma, right? Yeah. Right? That's how it works. It's like you just keep lifting each other. So then Tease reach down. So Tease comes on. He does a conference here. He does Now he goes and does his own conference. He got on his resume that he did a big conference in Charlotte. Now he says, Brooke, come up, man. Hey, matter yeah. of fact, let's let's get the early show to be the, the media sponsor. Yeah. Make sure yeah. everybody goes through there. Like, yeah. this is the kind of vision that you start having. Like, if you start to try to raise people up instead of push people down, you feel me? <clears throat> nah, that's a big fact, man. And um, that's a great place to, you know what I'm saying, I guess, yeah. wrap yeah. it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Sure, uh, we really appreciate dumb. the time, bro. You got you got so many things going on right now. We yeah, talked about crazy. a lot of things, but where where do you want to direct people? Like where where can people keep up with what you got people going on? Charlotte, and let them know yeah, for sure. Yeah, let us know about everything and anything that you want uh, people to leave with. Well, look, here's can I do this? Well, y'all, yeah. can we? Let me see if I can share the screen. Can I share a screen? Um, can you do you see that option on your side? Oh, that's lit. Yeah. Hey, if you can, yeah, if you can, yeah, that. go for it. Yeah, if you can, yeah. Means. I don't know if that's on your side, but go for it. Yeah, yeah. It, it says I. It says I got it. You just okay. got to push oh, it. Hey, that's yeah, lit. hey lit. There we go. Yeah, let, let me get it back up. Hey, okay. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Let me. Let me have it real quick. Let me do this because I. I think I picked oh, the wrong. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think okay, I picked right, the wrong yeah, one. Yeah. Let me do it again. Yeah. Okay. okay. It worked though. It worked. Yeah. Though. Yeah. It do work. So whenever you're ready, let me know. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. This one. Okay. Bet. Yeah. So that's the blackout, man. It's the um. The first, the first blackout. We've done two Miami events. We call those a takeover. So we, you know, we kind of have like the one name. So we got uh, the Miami takeover that happens every year at the Miami Bitcoin Conference. It's a, it's an event that we put together so we can get folks in the community out. It's the industry event um, for us. You know what I'm saying? And it's anybody is welcome to come, but a lot of yeah. times it ain't a lot of us at these conferences. So we want to provide yeah. a space to kind of come and, have, and do it for the culture. And then uh, this is the blackout. So this is more of a conference type feel, uh, really a networking type conference. Uh, I think somebody recognizes this video right here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I shout like out, that. Shout out to Brooke. This looked like a yeah. Brooke production, too. Yeah, straight <laughs> Brooke, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, this is a oh, Bitcoin yeah, got, conference for the culture. And when we talk about this, September? yeah, September the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Labor Day weekend, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Premium. Yeah. In yes. Y'all see my man Gary that I be doing the roomies event. I see, I see it. <laughs> Here's what's so crazy. If you came to the um, Miami one, then when you go and register, you get 50 bucks off. Okay. Okay. So, you, yeah, you get, you get, a, yeah, you get, a, you get a, a better price. 
Um, like just for, like this is what we try to do. We always stack love. So like if you right. show love, we're gonna figure out a way to show love back. Yeah, right. right? Oh, yeah, because you yeah, was one yeah. of the people that show love. You feel me? Um, it's only two hundred bucks. We try to keep the price real low. It's gonna go up to three hundred when uh, August comes. You know what I'm saying? Just okay. as it gets closer to the event. Uh, and okay. then here's the thing, man. Literally. I made it real simple. All you got to do, if you want a general ticket for 200 bucks, 199 you text general to that number, 502-515-3994. You just text the, the word general to that. It'll send you back a link for you to pay. Once you pay, it'll send you back a, um, it'll send you a ticket. Anybody who came to the Miami event know what I'm talking about. They get their ticket through text message. You know what I'm saying? If you want the VIP, which gets you the night before, the networking, the, the food, the kickback, and all of that stuff, then you text VIP to 502-515-3994. So you just text it, and you'll get all the information through your text message. You ain't got to go to your email and all of those stuff, yeah. and everything just be right there in your text, so you can just click it, you know what I'm saying, and come back. And when you get the text message, I will put Black Bitcoin Billionaire Bot in there. Because this would be a way that we could we contact you and you know in the future when you got other events. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can get your stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it'd be the bot. Okay. Yeah. yeah, man. That looks fire. Yeah. So we might have to do like a little live reporting from that yeah, <laughs> No, real talk. Yeah, no, yeah. real talk. If, yeah. Listen, if you want to be a vendor, the vendor actually gets you two VIP tickets. So you already get most of that paid for. Word, what, word. What a, yeah, what'll happen is you'll get uh you know, saying a table, tablecloth, two chairs, and be able to sell your goods and stuff directly at the at the venue. And the way our venue set up, you'll see the vendors first. The vendors will be out before you even get into yeah, the yeah. thing. So people have yeah. to walk past you. So that's a cool yeah. thing too. And if you want to sponsor, it, hit yeah. us up at info uh, plus sponsor at blackbitcoinbillionaire.com. But yeah, man. Um, the other part what's, I was gonna say website right here. What's this website right here? That's what I was gonna say is blackbitcoinbillionaire.com slash blackout. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Slash blackout. So, uh, yeah, that'll be in the uh, in the description uh, and yeah, everything. Bro. Yeah, for sure. sure. Tap in, folks. But yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. This was fun. Nah, man, we appreciate, appreciate you. you. We appreciate you. Stopping bro. by early. You know yeah, for saying? sure. Um, and you know, just sharing a sharing a whole bunch of so much knowledge in this joint, man. So much inspiration. Yeah, sure, bro. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking with you, bro. Yeah, man. Hey, what, how do I get to y'all's YouTube? Because I've been on here, so I ain't been trying oh, to mess with so it's going to be, it's early the morning show. If you type out early the morning show, it should be the first joint that comes up. Um, If it, that, you, you're going to see us, you know what I'm saying, like our joint. Um, If not, do uh, It's Nation. But we'll send you like the link directly for sure. No, I see, I see it. So not, I see it. I see it. I'm yeah. subscribing right now. <laughs> All right, that. yeah. Hey, if anybody else that's still here, if you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You know, we try to get to that stack, so help us nice. do that. And uh, Lamar, man, have a great weekend, bro. Sure, Appreciate bro. you again, and we'll be talking and seeing you soon. Hey, man, I'm gonna let y'all know something. This was awesome. Y'all got great camaraderie. Y'all got great. Y'all got bro. great questions. Like y'all built for this, bro. Keep doing it. Anytime you need me, I'm here. That's all I'm gonna hey, say. Let's that's, go, man. man. That's real, bro. Appreciate hey, it, man. Like, Appreciate shout that. Crypto Breakfast Club, and I'm gonna see you in the cafe. We for sure. One of the two, man. I'm gonna see you, man. Yes, sir. Holla, y'all, man. All right, bro. All right, man. Yo, Another great episode in the books. Yeah, I was saying. Another great episode in the books. Keeping it epic. Yeah, keep man. Yeah, man, this is that just gassed me up for this Friday, bro. I'm definitely like, I wasn't even capping when I was saying like Lamar was really juicing me as far as like, oh no, like it don't matter when you start, you can just start and she can turn up from there, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm definitely going dive deeper into the programming thing and all that type of stuff. I know you've been learning it too, as well. That's facts, bro. But yeah, bro, definitely got a lot that like boom, just like what you said, yeah. 
boom, knock that shit out. It's all about how much sure. time you can put into your shit and, I think, and how I consistent think some, you can be with it. Yeah, I think something that was um that that was good about his is like he had something that he was trying to build. You know what I'm saying? So it was like he was learning something as he was trying to accomplish building something, which is like I, I told you with the sports betting, like I've been using all these. Um, I've been like trying to put together this algorithm. Right. And that's kind of what got me into code, like right. with the with the spreadsheets and the Google sheets and the Excel sheets. Yeah, you see you see how entering formulas is like. Uh, coding a little bit so that's kind of what propelled me into that i was like because because the people that i follow the people that i listen to in that world they're always talking about like oh yeah i ran this simulator in python right. and i'm like oh what right. let me let me go see what that joy's talking about let me try to simulate these games no bullshit but i feel like the overarching theme and all of it was really like yo if you have purpose like you can't you can move mountains you got like, tunnel vision you, you, bro yeah, like all the other bullshit like, like you know it, your it's, why it's to the side. yeah you know what i'm saying that, that, that's all you got to do that's gonna that's gonna always be able to Make sure you can recalibrate and get back on the track. Big facts, big facts. So, um, what you got going on this weekend, bro? Man, more of the more same. Of the gotta same. finish some edits. I'm a little, you know what I'm saying? Got got some shit on the plate. I gotta yeah. knock that shit out. Other yeah. than that, man, just learning, learning, and earning, yeah. man. For sure. You know, more of the same, bro. Yeah. Do about yourself. Nah, same. Learning and earning. I like that. <laughs> learning, learning and earning. Big right facts. facts. Yeah, man. So, everybody have a good weekend, and uh, we'll see you back. The same time Real next week. Early. You know early. Early.